Q's Nation, your boy Dean Francis back again, another episode of the Outer's World Podcast. So uh, back-to-back commitments, huh? Within the last, what, three, four days? Not bad, huh? Not bad at all. Good job by the coaching staff, Red Archery and crew. Um, It's not always going to be easy like this, or I shouldn't say easy, but I guess the lack of drama going into these recruitments where the Donnie Freeman situation, as I've outlined for over the last month and change, that once Alabama kind of faded Syracuse, especially with the addition with um, Strawn to the coaching staff and everything like that, we were always the clear front runners, so it, there, not much drama closing, closing out that recruitment. Uh, once he was ready to decide and make it official, the decision of where he was going to go was never in doubt. So, um, Red Archery, you know, he he was sleeping well, um, going into that commitment announcement date and such. And then the Naheem McLeod situation, as I left off on the last pod, you know, I said, look, you know, he's visiting Mississippi State, but they're in the mix with another big man and he might commit to them at any point. And I think the following day after I released that last pod, either the next day or two, he ended up committing to Mississippi State. So I think everybody pretty much saw the writing on the wall of what was going to happen here with um McLeod and Syracuse and such. And, um, you know, I was told behind the scenes that, hey, you know what, it's basically a done deal and he should commit to us at any point. So, um, you know, I, I wanted to do a pod right away after Freeman had committed on Thursday. I wanted to do something on Friday, but when I was told that, hey, it was basically a rap with um, McLeod and he should be committing that at any any point, you know, whether it's a day or two or something like that or sometime throughout the weekend. I was like, all right, let me just fall back and um, let that let that rock. And then I'll get back on on the next pod and discuss it. So thank God it happened today because I regardless if he had <laughs> committed or not yet, I was going to do a pod today on Monday on the 15th. So um, I'm glad that that's out the way and we can, you know, at least move forward as far as just looking at what, where the roster is right now with the guards, the wings, the big men. So, all right, the big men situation, that's set. We know we're dealing with McLeod, Hema, Carrie, uh, Will Patterson. You have... um. Malik Brown that can play the four, the five, and such. So we have a lot of a lot of bodies there. The wing spot, obviously, we know with all the guys that have stayed and didn't hit the portal. So Red is counting on Red and the whole coaching staff. They're counting on player development. Like the player development is going to be put to the test because we're dealing with a whole bunch of sophomores now at that position. Sophomores and juniors with Benny Williams being um the 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 older older guy as a junior and the most experienced out the bunch and then everybody else is sophomores when talking the Malik Browns, the Chris Bells, the Justin Taylors, the 
Quadir Copeland's, you know, those guys, they can play the guard positions, but, you know, they're interchangeable pieces. They can play the guards, the forwards and stuff. So a lot of bodies there. And then the guard spot, that's the biggest question mark right now where, okay, we know reset with JJ and Chance, but with the Judah Mint situation, still a question mark, even though, you know, I think we all realize that one is leaning towards uh, Judah being gone and staying in the draft. And and what I want to point out is that I don't think this is going to be a situation when talking about whether Judah's going to stay or return or, you know, his draft decision. I don't think that's something that's going to linger out towards the end of the month and hit the deadline. I think we're going to know as the combine is going on right now, we're going to find out at some point within, you know, the next week or so what the deal is officially 100% at some point. So whether that's during the combine or sometime shortly after the combine, because for those that might not know, like the combine is a spot where all the the teams, their representatives, GM, scouts, all that, they're all out there. So the agent, all, the agents that's representing these players, they're able to talk and get the feedback and know what the deal is with their clients. So obviously Judah and his rep- his representation, they're going to know where they stand with a lot of these teams over the next few days or the rest of this week, I should say, as the combine is taking place. So if he's really in a good spot as... You know, um, I've been hearing that, you know, his 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 people, you know, his representation, they think they are in a much better spot than what's out in the public with these mock drafts and everything like that. If that's the case and that feedback, you know, they're hearing, you know, is, is, is fact, not fiction, none of his cap when talking with these teams and stuff, then, you know, I think we'll we'll get uh, an official um statement or so at some point over the next week week and a half and such i don't think it's gonna linger towards the end of the month because when when stuff like that happens just following all this stuff for years now the guys that take it to the deadline they're unsure you know what i'm saying like they don't know where they stand and they're when the combine wraps up they're doing all these workouts and um, with, with the team, the team workouts and such, and they're just trying to find their way towards the end and hope that they can like convince somebody to draft them or get some kind of guarantee as we hit that deadline point towards the end of the month. If you know you're in a good spot, you don't have to go through all that. Like Teams are going to shut you down and you're going to feel good about where you stand in the draft whether you know somewhere in the first round or early second round and such so um you know uh, for example i always talk about with like tyus battle you know it, like he, combine wasn't great he went in with the intent to stay in the draft combine wasn't so kind for him and then he was going through all all these workouts and such towards the deadline and never got the positive feedback or any guarantee that he was looking for. So he ended up coming back to Syracuse. Basically was forced to return his behind back to Syracuse. But with Judah, it remains to be seen, you know, what 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 how it's all gonna work out for him. You know, I I've seen some of uh, some of um 
the numbers, some of the top 10 um, leaderboards and stuff with the different drills and everything like that. And I think I saw him. He was like one of the top guys in like some of the agility um, stuff or whatever. So, um, you know, so it seems like he's making a good impression so far. I didn't see him in the shooting category because that's one of the spots that I'm sure, you know, a lot of these teams uh, are looking to see what he can bring to the table in that department and if he's improved his shot, you know, since the offseason and such. So I didn't didn't see his name in the leader, but it's like, what, 50, 60 guys. So, you know, they're only showing some of the stuff I've seen on Twitter and whatever. It's just like the top 10 um, leaderboard and stuff. So I don't know how good or bad he, he's done yet. You know, I'll check out the full numbers later on. And then you have the scrimmage scrimmages coming up over the next few days so you know we'll we'll see if he performs well in, in, in those because if he has a couple of good games then yeah it's pretty much a wrap but you know if he struggles and it's something similar to when Tyus because I remember a few years ago like Tyus was not very good in those scrimmage games so you know it was pretty much um a lock that he would have no choice but to return to Syracuse, unless he just hated um, the three one five that bad to just say, you know what, I'm just going to stay in the draft. And if I get drafted or not, you know, I'm just going to head overseas or something like that or play in the G League. So, uh, you know, I don't I don't think it's that bad with um with uh, Judah. You know, he didn't hit the portal or anything like that from, you know, everything I've heard behind the scenes. You know, the NIL situation and all that, that was sorted out. But, you know, he's focused on the draft. He's trying to chase his dream. So we'll see how it plays out. But um, when talking about those other options at the guard position. So uh, the last pod, you know, I had talked about uh, Micah Adam Woods, uh, the local Syracuse uh, player that spent four years at Cincinnati that had hit the portal. He uh, committed to St. Bonaventure yesterday so uh that's a interesting squad with um they got another local product charles pride who had um you know a nice uh, i think four-year career at uh bryant was on a team that beat us unfortunately <laughs> this past season so bonaventure i mean shout out to my my guy bryce bryce kelly you know he's like hey red calling calling us out a bit saying hey schedule that game and look that'll be a fun one with those Syracuse uh, guys and Bonaventure, you know, uh, some New York bragging rights. I would love to see the Bonnies and the Qs go at it again. Like when we had some intense tight games a few years ago when they had those, um, I think, Jajel and Adams teams and all that good stuff. So um, hopefully that's in that's in the cards um coming up sometime soon we'll, we'll, we'll we get that th- those those matchups back on track with some of these in-state rivalries like when we had uh great games against buffalo and all that so um you know we'll see what happens there but anyway uh so Adams woods he's off to st bonaventure so tyler johnson i mean that's the guy um you know a lot of fans 
you know, we're we're wondering, okay, is this gonna happen? You know, there was quite quite frenzy last week when I got hit up by a whole bunch of people that were like, Hey, look, look who look who Brendan Strong is, is following now on Twitter and such and you know it was uh Tyler Johnson, my boy. So I, I I really I really can't say at this moment, you know, how far um discussions are or anything like that or how close we are to landing somebody of that caliber of a Tyler Johnson and such because it's just um real quiet like that 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 whole situation um his recruitment ever since his decommitment with Memphis is it's really been nothing like I've I've asked around and just haven't really gotten much feedback so you know actually <laughs> to be honest you know strong following him I mean I don't know if you know what that means or anything like that but I don't think he would just randomly follow a player unless you know there there was some discussions and, and things like that so um you know we'll see how it plays out I definitely feel you know he's he's one of the best names available but also remember just because the portal was closed from last Thursday it doesn't mean that we're not going to see any more additions head into the portal because the portal that wrapped up recently on the 11th that was for underclassmen when dealing with grad transfers and the super seniors the guys um using their covid years those those um fifth year plus guys they can enter the portal anytime so we might see some names moving forward the next few days weeks going to the end of the month of um some real top quality guys that are going to be available that you know our coaches could kind of just sit back wait see if everything with Judah you know if that becomes official and if he doesn't return then they can be proactive and make their move but um definitely when just looking at the options that are out there right now Tyler Johnson is one of the best y'all know I co-sign him 100% so we'll see what what happens with him, and uh, shout out to my guy Dave because he had asked me, um, and I had forgot to get to this point, um, last week when I did the pod when um he was saying he was asking me uh after getting Donnie Freeman, you know what what would be the rest of the other options for the twenty twenty four class, so. I was just looking at the numbers, the scholarship situation, everything like that, and just seeing where we were at. And actually, like, if if, if with Judah, if he was to leave, and that scholarship would open up, we would be down to like thirteen, having thirteen guys that um would you know we would have I think eleven on roster, eleven on scholarship actively. And then two guys that we have committed with um, Chopper Moore and Donnie Freeman. So obviously after this season, when this season, next season, I should say, wraps up, uh, there's going to be a lot of movement. You know, you're not expecting if all goes well for J.J. Stalin to return. Like, obviously, he will go pro. Who knows about a guy like Chance Westry? I'm sure that's the goal on their side. Um, to have the opportunity to come in, do his thing, and head to the league. And then um, you look at our forward position, forward and big men. Some guys might not get the playing time they want. 
Some guys might not um, produce as um, the coaching staff expects them to produce. And they might get to talk after the following season. So I think you're going to see at least like four, you know, another like four or five guys might bounce, you know, whether just going pro or guys getting to talk and heading elsewhere. So there's going to be a lot of movement. So I wouldn't be too worried about the scholarship numbers and such, but you don't want to sign a big high school 2024 class. You don't want to sign, do what what we did a few years ago and sign like six, five or six um, high school guys and such. You know, I think right now we have two guys with Chopper Moore, Donnie Freeman. We might add another player or two, but I don't think they're going to be in a rush to, um, chase after all these um high school players and such you, you know you want to you want to max out at a, a, about like four guys in high school and then save a couple of scholarships for the portal the portal guys after the season is done cuz th- that's where the game is at right now like the days of just saying oh we're going to load up on you know a, a whole gang of high school guys and they're just going to stick around for like 3 4 years that's just foolishness you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not going to work out. So um, I think right now with the two guys we have, they're going to be steady with that. A player like a player like uh, Jaleel Bethea, I know they're after him real heavy, but I'm just not sure. The, the more I look at that situation with him, especially with him being a shooting guard, a similar position as a chopper more, I... I don't. I, I don't think we're gonna land him. I think um, he's gonna end up elsewhere. I know Villanova is making a push for him. Miami is strongly in the mix. Other schools, I'm sure, are, are gonna make a play for him with his stock being on the rise. So that's one name I know um, has been centered for Syracuse for a while. But I think you're gonna see as time goes along, especially with Chopper Moore. And, you know, him and his dad saying, you know, re- reconfirming that commitment, saying, look, we're not going anywhere. We're, we're staying loyal. Um, you know, I think I think I think we're going to um, stay, stay steady and pat with where we're at right now. And uh, we'll just uh, the staff will just see how things play out moving along. Um, the the uh, Donnie Freeman's teammate, um, Nengamba, that I had talked about before. It's like, we got like, what, five big men on the roster. So even that situation, even though I like him, I'm like, you know what? We we have so many big men and he's going to go through the process. Um, he's probably going to end up elsewhere unless he stays uncommitted throughout the season. And his recruitment is still open, then I can see that being a possibility. But with him going through the process right now, visiting schools like Kansas State and Providence and other schools that are going to be in the mix, I just don't really see it happening for us. So, you know, right now, I um, think we, we're, we're set with the two guys. We're, we're, we're over the scholarship limit right now with um, the off, with, with who we ha- have um, committed and, and and the guys that we have currently on the roster, so I don't think our coaches want to get caught up in a spot where, you know, we take too many guys and then we got to run people off and things like that just to make the numbers work. I don't think that's something that uh, Red wants to find himself caught up with and, 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 and start um, alienating people and stuff like that, prep prep school coaches and, and AU coaches and stuff of these guys that, you know, you might uh, 
currently you have on roster and guys that you know you're trying to bring in and you find yourself caught up in a mess and you know it just makes you burn bridges and it hurts you in the long run I don't think that's what Red wants to find himself caught up in so uh, I think right now where we at we're we're set and uh, we'll just play it of uh, how it goes um, how everything moves along throughout the season after next year and they'll adjust accordingly and stuff like that because right now we've seen Red is much more open and has an idea of how to attack the portal more so, more so than JB ever did. You know, it's not like JB recruited much, but, you know, JB was just so stuck in his ways. And, you know, I, I think he we were, we were just so far behind in that department. I think one thing you could say that's really good with how Red has approached this offseason is that he has a plan and he knows how to navigate this uh, a portal situation. You know what I'm saying? And look, the whole thing with Jesse... I think everybody's seen that could have just happened to anybody, you know, like you dealing with a parent from, you know, overseas, you know, in the Netherlands and all that. And, you know, he's doing whatever he's doing behind the scenes. And, um, you know, we 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 uh, we did our part. You know what I'm saying? Like everything is outlined. Don't have to like rehash all that again. But that was pretty much out of Red's hands, out of his control. Everything else, I think Q's fans should be pleased of how he's going about whether getting guys out of the portal to help um fill out this rotation and even just the high school recruiting making sure that chopper Moore, a top a, a guy who i feel is gonna be a consensus top 50 recruit when all the rankings get updated you know him staying in the fold when a lot of people thought oh it was a wrap because uh you know another situation with another individual who i'm you know i'm not gonna even talk about waste any time mentioning that man's name anymore and now you look with Donnie Freeman, you know, Donnie Freeman coming in a top, top 35, top 40 recruit, you know what I'm saying? Lock, locking him down. So overall, I think you have to be satisfied and and impressed with what Red and his coaching staff of how they have gone about things. We haven't been made out to look foolish. We haven't got caught with our pants down butt naked out in that street like we did with JB when he was just sending his assistants out there to do all the heavy pulling and stuff and recruiting was real shaky out there right now having a head coach I hope you guys see and notice that there's a difference having a head coach out there that's on top of things all the top guys you see nationally what again high school guys or guys from the portal all those top players is from schools that have head coaches that are actively involved, not just sending the assistance and not knowing what the hell is going on in 2023 and operating like it's still 1992. You know what I'm saying? It is 2023. You got to be up to date with the times. And I'm not trying to be a, a ageist out here because look at a guy like Laranega, right? Like Jim Laranega is out there still landing top recruits, um, top guys in the portal and everything like that. And oh, wow, like Ruiz, we, you know, he's basically a laughing stock down here. But guess what? Miami, they find other ways, right? To keep um they 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 situation still strong and bring back um a, a core that just went to a final four and everything like that and got one of the top transfers from the portal in Matthew Cleveland. 
So it it doesn't matter, you know, how old the coach is or young or whatever. It's you know, if you have somebody that's willing to adjust and be up to date with the times and uh know how to go about things, whether high school, portal, all that good stuff, um, you're gonna be you're gonna be all right. You know, those are the top programs that we've seen right now in the nation that's being successful. And um, Red, you know, I love what Red is um doing his his uh outlook on things and uh you know the 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 philosophy that he's trying to follow and everything like that. Every time, you know, the interviews and stuff I've heard him kick, um, and even just the behind the scenes stuff with how they go about it with recruiting, because it's like one of our main pitches is that look like. I think I think he's learned from the Jesse situation that we 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 put we put out a memo first and foremost that like when it comes to NIL and everything like that, forget about like all that bullshit that Jesse said. We're letting guys know that we support the players, that we want guys to be compensated and everything like that, but. We're putting things out to the handlers of these players, these recruits, that we're not going to be used as pawns to drive up prices and get caught up in bidding wars and everything like that. And I like being a program that has that reputation so that we don't get caught up in the dog and pony show in some of these recruitments. Like we know, I will get in. See what it is, and then it's like, okay, if it's nonsense, it's foolishness, whatever, we're out. You know, even like the Hunter Dickinson situation, we saw how that played out. Like, he's a good player and everything, but that kind of became, in my opinion, too much about him. You know, he does his, you know, bar stool pod and everything like that, and it just seemed like as time played out, it just became, you know, the 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 Hunter Dickinson show, and I think Syracuse, you know, like we we peeped that, you know, obviously we weren't gonna offer him a million dollars or anything like that, but you know, uh, a program. Look at Arkansas, you know, I told you guys about Arkansas, about you know their situation with how they, you know, out of like. All the programs in the country, they're probably working with the most money. And they had a Zoom with Hunter Dickinson. But it never went anywhere after that. So if it was all about just outbidding and just... Arkansas, I'm pretty sure, would have made it happen. But even a program like that, they have limitations. And probably didn't want to be used as pawns in a situation where, you know, he would take like a courtesy visit where they feel like, okay, you know, he doesn't really plan to come, but he's using us to like drive up the price because, you know, he comes on the visit and maybe they say, hey, we can offer you X amount. And then all of a sudden he start going to all these other schools. He start visiting, you know, Nova and Georgetown and Maryland and Kansas and Kentucky. And he's like, oh, Arkansas is offering me this, what you guys are offering. So Arkansas quickly backed out of it. So I'm just using them as an example where, 
you know, when it comes to Syracuse, it's like, look, do we have Arkansas money? No. Do we have um, Oregon and being backed by Nike? No. But we can come up with a package to be very suitable for our athletes. You know what I'm saying? That's reasonable. And that's how that situation, I'm sure everybody's seen, you know, um, with all the facts that's out there and stuff now. That's how it was supposed to be with Jesse. So, um, you know, with Fred and crew, um, they're doing a good job with their presentation. And I'm glad that, uh, you know, um, we, we, we've gotten these commitments. Things haven't really slowed down. I know like a month ago, um, cause I plan to do, do a spaces real soon. And I remember the last spaces I did, it was coming off all this Jesse nonsense and stuff. And we're one of the things we were pe- preaching and shout out to my guy Vince. And we were just like, man, we just need to start rolling in some commitments. We need a, uh, you know, Chance Westry was the hot name at the time. He hadn't committed yet. Um, and, and Donnie Freeman had just came off a visit. So we were like, look, if we could get Chance and Donnie Freeman and just find a, get a big man to, um, commit to replace Jesse or, or, or just get, you know, a, a big man to be in a rotation. Everything will be fine and the fan base will be in a much better mood. And that has happened. You know, it's a month now that has happened. The Judah situation right now re- remains to be seen what officially is going to happen there. But if we can end, you know, uh, replace him with a Tyler Johnson or somebody else that hits the portal, that's... um you know, a quality player, you know, I think the fan base will be feeling okay. So that's going to be like the next topic, guys. Like once, um, you know, I try to lock down the spaces at some point real soon, you know, I'll throw, you'll see something on Twitter. You'll see me throw something on the Patreon or whatever um, on a date. But that's going to be the topic, guys. Like how how you're feeling right now? How you feeling about the roster, the overall upside of things going into next season? Red Archery, this coaching staff's approach, you know, I've noticed that like Strawn, you know, a lot of offers that are being made is coming from Strawn. So Red is giving him a lot of responsibility. And um, right now, you know, he's shown that he's not just a paper tiger when bringing him in and we started hit we were hearing all this team takeover stuff and dmv and all these connections he has hey he got us donnie freeman in the first uh you know month and a half of being in the job so so far so good and i think this gonna be the first of many so uh q's nation some good stuff, back-to-back commitments within the last three, four days. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with the guard department, the Judah situation. And, uh, yeah, we'll get the spaces rocking at some point real soon. And love to have a discussion with all of y'all and, you know, just feel the post of this fan base, where where, where, where the thinking is, at, thinking is at with you guys, how you feeling about everything. And um, we'll take it from there. So, Q's Nation, your boy Dean Francis, signing off to the next time. I'm out.